at somebody and tell them, I've come too far to turn back now. Amen. And uh, if I had a title for my message, it, was, it would be, but we don't dwell there. We don't dwell there. Where is there? It's that place of struggle, that place of battle, that place where you almost feel like you're defeated. But I have news for you today. You are not defeated. You will not be taken down. You will not be overcome. The Bible says you will overcome. Amen? You will have victory. You're going to make it. Why don't you look at some? I need y'all help to help me today. Look at someone and tell them you're going to make it. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer through Christ, through his blood, and the word of my testimony. Amen. I want us to turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to start with, uh, see if I can read this. Um, see here. Verse, I need some glasses, y'all. <laughs> Second Corinthians, I thought it was verse, well, verse 16. I was looking in the wrong place. I'm like, what that? But I want to go to verse 2 first. I think, I don't know if that's 2 or not. Ben, um, Blaze, help me find it. This is a little bitty print Bible. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God uh, may be of God and not of us. We are hand-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. The Satan would try to come in and press us down. I'll tell you, we've been through some things with mom recently that we can look at it and we know it's been the hand of Satan trying to crush her, but he cannot prevail. Now let's go over to verse 16. It says, therefore, do not lose heart. I want to say to you today, if you're in the middle of a battle or a struggle or you just feel like you've been put out on the, the desert side and left there, do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. I don't care how long you've been there. Maybe it's been a week, a day, a month. Maybe it's been a year or two or three or four. I'm telling you today, do not lose hope. God has not forgotten about you. His eye is upon you. He is with you in the desert as much as he is with you on the mountaintop. You will prevail. You will come through. You will make it. You will overcome. You will win. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, here's the verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, y'all say with me, for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This place you're in, I want to say to you today, it's only for a moment. It's for a season. It's just for a little while, amen? But we know uh, we don't live in our struggles. Don't live in defeat. Don't set up house in despair. Don't think this is a permanent place where you're at. God says it's only for a moment. We don't dwell there. We don't live there. We don't reside there. We're just going through. We're just passing through. We need to understand God's got far better ahead for us than the battle that we're in right now. 
God said we're going to make it. He said we're going to overcome. And so that his, the excellence of his power. See, this is, this is, there's a reason and a purpose behind all of this. Yeah, the, de- the devil may have thrown it on you. Because you know what? I don't believe God puts bad things on good people or his people, I should say. I believe that God will take what is thrown at us, what somebody inflicted on us, what somebody did to us, or what the devil tried to do to us, and he said he will work it out for our good. Jesus said, in this world you shall have tribulation or persecution or trials and struggles. He said, but what? Say that again, y'all. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome. And if he overcame, it meant we can too. Amen? Y'all preaching good today. And so we don't live. We, we are to walk in victory even when we're in the valley. We are to walk in victory even when we're in a struggle, even when the enemy looks like he's got us pressed in. I love what David said. He said, in the presence of my enemies... You have prepared a table before me. And what God is saying here, even though you may be surrounded by the enemy, I've got a table all set up just for you. And you're going to feast and you're going to dine on my goodness, on my blessings, on my riches. He said, I love you so much. When you walk with me, I'll cause your enemies to be at peace with you. He said, they'll come in to fight you, to to take you down, to defeat you, to hit you hard. He said, but something's going to happen. I'm going to turn this around, and all of a sudden, they're going to have to back off and be at peace with you. That's the God that we serve today. I want to tell you today, I came here with a message to tell you, it's only for a moment. You don't live in that sickness You don't live in that condition. You don't live in that battle. You don't dwell there in that struggle. But God says he's going to bring you through. And when he brings you through it, amen, you're going to walk out in victory. You may have taken some hits. You may have been knocked down. But I want to tell you today, get up. Get up. Don't you stay down. Don't you stay in defeat. God says he's going to bring you through, and he will give victory to you. I love where it says, he said, soon I will crush the enemy under your feet. Amen. That's a word from God. Let's talk about David here. As someone who experienced a lifetime of heartache and godly favor, David wrote from experience knowing that any pain or anxiety or struggle he would face in life was only temporarily. He said in Psalm 30 and 5, weeping may endure for a night. And then he said, but a shout of joy will come in the morning. A shout of joy is coming for you in the morning. Hallelujah. This is just temporary. It's just a night time. But the, the sun is rising again. Arise and shine for the light has come upon you. You don't dwell in darkness. You don't live there. You don't live in a place where there's no life and no light. But you dwell in the love and the light of God. Amen. He said, weeping is just for this season, just for this moment. But joy is coming my way. 
Joy is rising up inside of me, big and greater than the nighttime I'm in. Amen? So David said this. He called out to the Lord, and God had answered him every time. In the midst of his personal struggle, when things seemed darkest and most uncertain, he wrote this, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Isn't that beautiful? Sometimes it feels like God's mad at us, doesn't it? But what he's saying here is, when the enemy comes against me, when all my friends want to turn on me, and David had this happen, when my own son wants to rise up against me, when the king is, is after my life, after I ministered to him so beautifully, he said, this anger is only for a moment, but favor lasts for a lifetime. The favor of God is upon you. The blessings of God, uh, they go before you. They go behind you. They go on each side of you. They make you, uh, they're above you and they're below you. They make you the head and not the tail because you love and honor the Lord with your life. Amen. So no night lasts forever. The sun will always rise with the dawn, and it comes with the blessings and favor of the Father who is hard at work to bless you. You feel like you've been weakened? He's coming with his favor to strengthen you. He's coming to deliver you out of that fiery trial. Listen, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did not stay in the fire. They came through it, didn't they? God delivered them out of the fire, and God will deliver you. Daniel did not stay in that lion's den. It was only for a night. Y'all say with me, just for a night. Just for a night. Can you make it through the night? Can you hold on till the day comes? Because it's only for a night. Hallelujah. God delivered Daniel from the from the uh, lions. He did not become their meal like they had intended, but God delivered him from his, that destruction that was planned for him. Hallelujah. Life is not perfect. It's not comfortable. It's not without struggle. We're human, and we're going to have struggles, but we don't have to stay defeated. We're going to have tough times, but they're coming to make us tougher. Amen. We walk with the eternal forever favor and blessing of the almighty God. Listen, his hand is upon you. Let me say that again. His hand is upon you. You made it through some places. I want you to think back to some times that you went through <coughs> in your life. Did God leave you there to die? Mm, I don't think so. I see you here today. You made it through, didn't you? He didn't leave you back there in the desert. He didn't leave you in the wilderness. You know, I, I think about the Israelites. They were in Egypt for 400 years. They were getting pretty comfortable there. And God reminded them, this ain't your home. This is not your dwelling place. I've got far better for you than this place of bondage. I've got better for you. I've got better for you. I've got a land flowing with milk and honey where you'll be your own free agent. You won't be servant to anything or anyone except me. 
But they had gotten so comfortable in, in Egypt, but God sent a deliverer by the name of Moses. And God brought them out of Egypt, brought them through the Red Sea. Then they get into the wilderness, and guess what happened? They started complaining. Listen, this wilderness was not to be their dwelling place. They were not to stay in Egypt. They were not to stay in this wilderness. It was just a path to the blessing. But their complaining and their murmuring kept a lot of them from going into the uh, promised land. So if you're going through a struggle, let me just say to you today, don't murmur, don't complain, don't talk your problem. Don't talk what the devil's doing, because every time you do that, you're making him bigger than the God that you serve, the God who's got a better plan for you. Don't ever exalt anything that the devil's throwing at you, but you speak to the mountain, and you say, in the name of Jesus, my God is greater than you. He's bigger than you. I'm going to get to this mountain. I'm going to climb this mountain. I'm going to get to the mountaintop, and I'm going to walk in my blessing. See, Satan would love to keep you from your blessing, but God. Can I say, but God? Amen. So we know that all these things come, and they're not all of God, but God will take them and use them for his glory and your benefit. Amen. And um, I want to read here in Jeremiah 17, chapter, uh, chapter 17, verse 7 and 8. Listen, we may feel hopeless and discouraged at times. We may be afflicted in the moment. And here's, here's the point I really want to leave with us today. It's just for a moment. We may be unable to see the light. I've been in some dark places. This, this prophet Jeremiah knew what dark places was like. But he wrote this. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverside with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. You can produce fruit even when you're in the wilderness. You can produce good things even when you're in a battle. How do you do that? Because you're focused on the Lord. You know he's going to get you through. You know he's going to make a way where there seems to be a way. you got to put your trust in the Lord. Amen. Here's four principles. Because we live in a fallen world, bad things happen to us all. Don't think you're exempt or, or anybody else out there is exempt. Number two, we have no control of many things that happen to us or to those around us. Some things we just don't have control of. Number three, we do, not, <clears throat> we do have complete control over how we respond. Are you going to respond in fear or are you going to respond in faith? You get to choose that. You may, not, you may not have been able to choose what somebody did to you, what they inflicted on you, the pain they caused you, the grief, the hurt, the sorrow. But you know what? You do get a choice. You do get a say in the matter. You get to determine, am I going to walk through this with faith? Am I going to go through it with fear? Am I going to go through it with doubt? Don't ever doubt. The more you get into the word of God, the more you're going to realize, man, this, this God I serve, mm, he's pretty big. He's pretty powerful. I think he can get me through this moment. I think he can get me through this night. I'm not staying here. God's got a better way. He's got a way of escape for me. Hallelujah. And then uh, our response to our trials determines our spiritual growth 
or a lack of it. And then Peter says, or James says, I'm sorry, James 1 and 2, count it all joy. You're like, how can I count this joy? (laughs) My heart is breaking. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. And you say, count it all joy? Um, He said, whenever you face trials of many kinds, count it all joy. We we have to remind ourselves sooner or later, we're going to face some things. But he said, count it all joy. Do you have any idea what I've been through? Many of us would say to James, you, you, you didn't walk in my shoes. Well, we can still count it all joy, no matter what we're going through, because we know God's got a way of escape for us. He's got a better promise ahead for us. We know that the sun is going to come up again in the morning because God is in control. This is why we can have joy, because God is in control. This circumstance doesn't determine what's going to happen in my life. God is in control. Amen? Don't trust your feelings. Sometimes, you know, it feels pretty bad, but do not trust your feelings because they're going to lead you wrong. They're going to deceive you. They're going to take you down some wrong paths. They're going to make you doubt the one who's going to get you through it. So don't trust your feelings. Feelings are like roller coasters. They go up and down, but the word of God is a sure foundation, unshakable, unmovable. That word of God is what you want to look at and focus. You don't want to go by your feelings. You want to go by the word of God, which stands forever. Amen. And his word says he's going to bring you through. He's got a good plan for you. So we can have joy because God is in control. Joy is a deep satisfaction that comes from knowing God is in control, even when my circumstances seem to be out of control. So when we know that God is in control, doesn't that give you some peace? Doesn't that speak to your soul? Man, I I can rejoice because God's not leaving me here. He's not leaving me behind. He didn't leave me in the desert then. He's not going to leave me in the middle of this trial. He's not going to leave me in this fiery furnace I'm in. He's not going to leave me in this battle to die on the field. No. He's not going to leave me out in the ocean where it feels like the waves are covering me. He's going to lift my head up till he gets me through it. God is not going to let us sink. Amen. So we can have joy because the weeping won't last. Joy because the struggle is almost over. Look at somebody and tell them your struggle is almost over. It's almost over. Joy because greater things are ahead for you than what you left behind. Hallelujah. Weeping endures for a night, but what? Y'all preaching today. Joy comes when? In the morning. Hallelujah. Struggles endure for a moment, but help is on the way. You listen to me today. I said help is on on the way to you. Hallelujah. Struggles endure for a moment, but help is on the way. Suffering is momentarily, but rejoicing is on its way. The battle rages for a season, but victory will come. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. We don't live in the struggle. You have to remind yourself of that often because sometimes it just seems like it's forever. You've just gone through this thing and it's day after day, night after night. But you don't live there in your struggle. 
Above all, remember this, it's only for a moment, only for a season. It's a temporary thing that you're going through. The best is yet to come. Better days are ahead for you. <coughs> As you walk in the with the Lord, your, your night will come, but so will your morning. We have battles, but we are guaranteed victory through Jesus. Don't set up permanent dwelling in your struggle, but press on. Press through, press forward. Don't you dare lose hope. Don't lose hope. Amen. Victory is yours. This is just a moment, a brief moment, and it's going to pass. You're going to get up again. You're going to fight again. You're going to sing again. Maybe it just seems like grief has overwhelmed you at times, but I want to tell you Satan can't steal your song. You will sing again. You will rejoice again. You will fight another battle again. Amen? Because God's got you. So don't you set up house in the mully grubs of depression or in the valleys. You're going to reach the mountaintop. Amen? God's got you. He never left you, nor will he ever leave you. Victory belongs to you today. It's yours. You don't dwell in the shadow. There was a man, mom, mom preaches of him, mentions him often, in the Bible called Mephibosheth, and he was the grandson of King Saul, who we know when David took the kingdom, um, this, th this little boy was maybe five years old, and his, his uh, maid ran out of the palace with him, and doing so, she, she fell with him in her arms, and it caused him to be crippled. Well, she went, took him down to a, a shadow land called Lodabar. And for years, this king's grandson, who at one time was heir through the throne, lived in a place of poverty and defeat, a place of shadows where, where all he knew was he was crippled because of someone else's fall. Maybe you feel crippled because of something someone did to you. But I want to tell you, you don't live in Lodabar. That's not your permanent dwelling. Maybe it's just temporary for you, but God's got a better plan. You were made to sit at the king's table. You were made to dwell in his palace. You were made to be a part of something bigger and greater than you can ever imagine. You're not born for Lodabar. You're born for the palace. This crip, this, this cripple lived in a life so desolate, so void of beauty and blessings. He wore rags instead of the, the king's garment. Instead of a robe of royalty, he had a robe that was shattered and torn. Instead of servants around him, he had a one little handmaiden who was so old but told him the stories of when he dwelt in the palace. But it's time to get out of Lodabar, y'all. It's time to go forward. It's time to move ahead. And one night, the king was thinking uh, about his covenant that he had with Jonathan, and he remembered Mephibosheth. And he called and he said, is there anyone 
left in the house of Jonathan. Listen, our father is sitting on the throne and his thoughts are going and saying, is there anyone of the house of Jesus? Is there anyone from the legacy of Christ, my son, that I can bring to the palace, that I can bless? And as his uh, advisor came in and said, there is one living in Lodabar. He was the son of Jonathan. And he's living out there in Lodabar, and he's been crippled. And David said, go get him. Go get him and bring him to my palace. And all the days of his life, he shall feast at my table. Maybe you felt like you've been in Lodabar, a forgotten land, a place of shadows, a place where you've been deprived of things that should be yours. Maybe Satan has robbed you, crippled you. And left you without hope. But there is, there is a mighty one today who sits on his throne. And he says, is there any that I may show my blessings to? That I may show my favor and my grace to? And he's sitting on that throne and he's telling the Holy Spirit, go get them. Go get them for my son's sake. They're not meant to dwell in Lodabor any longer. Come out of that shadow land. It's just a, a temporary place you've been dwelling. But the blessings of the Lord are waiting for you. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. Where you've been is just a momentary place. It's just a place that you had to go through. But there is a table spread for you. Filled with the blessings and the favor of the almighty God. You have victory. He already won it for you. Amen. Amen.